Hi guys, welcome back to episode two. Um, today we're going to be discussing a few characters. Um, mainly we're going to be talking about Victor and the Mariner um, from The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Um, I would like to start off uh, talking about the Mariner because I think his character is dynamic. He's a bit interesting, an interesting guy. Um, I think he's a little crazy um, because he's holding this wedding guest hostage to tell his story. And the story is overall a little crazy. So let me know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting story as well, especially like because... Uh, we were talking about this earlier, but he has to tell the tale in order to keep, like, the curse from not being coming back, I guess. That was a big sentence. Yeah, from, like, but, haunting him, basically. Yeah, and, like, he, the mariner, like what you just said, is dynamic, because he, like, at the beginning of the story, he was like, oh, I hate nature, and it's ugly. But then he had to learn, like, how to, like, appreciate the beauty of it, right, to break the curse. Oh, do you guys think that... He's genuinely, he genuinely feels regret for having to kill his old crew, or do you think he's like actually a changed person? I mean, I feel like there is some sort of like regret to it, like where like you know he like didn't want his crew to die, but they ended up dying anyways because like he couldn't see like the error of his ways basically. Mm-hmm. Like, he right. felt like he was better than right. like yeah. God, I guess, or like the omen of like the albatross. Yeah. So would you guys agree that um, that feeling is like a fatal flaw of his, like contributing to his character? Like the feeling of like, like being better, yeah. being like, better, yeah, like more powerful than let's say God. Yeah. yeah, like more powerful than nature and whatnot. Yeah, I think it is because it it led to his downfall. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. and no. go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> talking, like it can be like compared to like Victor, right? Like through like his idea of like wanting to like be more powerful than god and like making life like both of them like did their own problems which led to like the downfall of like other like others around them right but not themselves until like the very end for victor at least but um i thought like for the mariner it almost reminded me of like adam and eve a little bit because like adam was like oh i'm gonna eat this apple because i'm better than god even though i have like this perfect life right and then the mariner was the same thing like they had good weather because of the albatross, and then both of them like destroyed it for everyone, right? And now we all have original sin, so thanks, Adam. <laughs> but um, that's what I thought about that, and like how, like the same thing David was saying, like they think it's better, but what do you think? Well, going back to um, relating it to Frankenstein, um, both of them like were their own cause of their downfall, but Victor was doing it because he was curious and innocent, but. The Mariner was doing it because of his own selfish, like, desires, pretty much. Right. Like, maybe he didn't have, he didn't have faith in the albatross. And then, like, when he shot it, all the sailors were like, what are you doing? But then the weather was okay, so they started, like, praising him now. So maybe he wanted that. Yeah, like, they want to, like, both leave their mark on the world, basically. Like, Victor making life, and then the Mariner trying to, like make him seem like better and like powerful i guess right so like that kind of goes back to like how victor like the their own actions like they have severe consequences and they didn't even think about it right yeah so because i don't think victor would have thought that 
by chapter 23, the monster, his own creation, would have killed his wife. Right. I, I don't think he would have ever asked yeah. for that, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd hope not. But, um, yeah, just everyone... Yeah, that's right. Like, they created the downfall for everyone except for them themselves. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Mariner, like, his thing was, like, he couldn't die, but he could keep, like, re-seeing, like, the sailors die, right? So... And I mean, like, that idea of, like, them, like, losing everyone else, they're left into, like, this eternal, like, agony where, like, the monster leads Victor on, like, over and over again through, like, all the different clues and all that. And, like, the Mariner, like, you know, with his dreams and all that, just haunting him. Right. And, like, how... Kind of like how the first one, it began with the North Pole and then the other one, the South Pole, that would... um, I thought Frankenstein, since, like, he went back to his old ways and he was still full of that obsession, like, he ended up in the frost and where the Mariner began, almost. So, what else did you guys see in them? Yeah, go Uh, ahead. Both of them are, Victor and the Mariner are dynamic characters because you can see them, like, kind of losing their insanity their sanity over time like, right. as the stories progress yeah they don't change they like because Frankenstein was okay and then now he's obviously not and then yeah. the sailors kind of the opposite yeah and like yeah. going off that idea of like them being dynamic do you guys think that it's like like his beliefs like Victor's beliefs like changed over time or were they just the same I don't really know honestly that's a good question David Really got my thinking there. <laughs> I feel like. Well, um, I don't think they changed. It's just he's never really lived up to them, because he like loved. He said he loved his family like more than anything, but he doesn't really like show it, because he's always away, focused on the monster instead of actually being with them. See, I have to disagree with you on that. I feel oh. like he did change. <laughs> he for sure did change. Because in the beginning, he was, like, isolated a lot. Like, you know, with his, like, schooling in Germany. Right. Or, like, what other other foreign country. And, like, he kept himself <laughs> there, like, for, like, two years just doing, like, his creation and his, like, experiment. But then, like, as the story goes on and, like, seeing, like, how the monster, like, destroyed, like, his Everything. life, basically. Like, killing, like, his family and all that. Like, I feel like he, like wants to like care more for his family and was like trying to yeah but like that can be perceived as like he's just being obsessed with the monster but he's really just obsessed with protecting his family yeah i think he like you guys said like he wanted to protect his family but he was just too late to protect them because yeah he already like killed too many people by then yeah and like it kind of goes back to when he was like trying to protect Elizabeth on like their voyage or whatever Mm -hmm. and like he was like oh like go to bed you'll be safe but the monster was like (laughs) waiting for her there and then killed her so i mean yeah but anything else you guys saw or what do you, what about like foils who do you think i mean obviously frankenstein and the monster were foils but like who was like the mariner's foil mm, the mariner maybe like the wedding guest because like the wedding guest was like kind of naive kind of like carefree right and like yeah. was just there to like you know have fun and party basically at that wedding but then, like, the Mariner came by and, like, told him that story and, like, that left him kind of, like, sad and, like, open-eyed yeah, like, to, like, wow. understanding wiser, <laughs> basically. Right. It's like the idea of romanticism, right? With, like, the experience versus innocence. Like, the wedding guest is innocent, but now he, like, knows the truth. He's experienced now. He's experienced. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, 
that's it for this second episode of uh, Frankenstein Fanatics. Um, stay tuned for our next one. Thank you. Bye. See you. <laughs>